Well, I'm having a better time with folk than I thought I would. We had a good night at the crossing house, and, and Hard and I got to play some songs, and he asked us to, to bring us whatever magic that uh, the nuisance has been drawn to in them there caves. And I, I don't know what he's looking for, but I, I guess we'll see what we find when we get there. But we took off, and we took them bankers and the... Uh, the stable boy and and his family all with us and we got out there and folk apparently can't see shit out here so I had to help guide him a little bit back to the way we need to get to Kensington and then we ran into some of them thirsty boys Uh, they'd been out wandering the desert apparently they'd been treasure hunting and found some books and uh, some coins and one of them books was not right folk almost I don't know what would have happened if I'd let him just be, but it was it was not looking good there for a second. And so now we got these boys with us, and we're uh, continuing to travel on to the cave. After you guys met up with the with the thirsty boys, um, with Ashton and his crew. <laughs> Because uh, they were punking you, as I recall, is why I named him Ashton. That's their that's their official name now. <laughs> the Thirsty Boys. Yeah. You guys uh, travel on for the rest of the day. You camp out for the night. Things things have been relatively uneventful after meeting with the Thirsty Boys, and uh, then you break camp in the morning. And after a couple more hours of travel, you can clearly see the canyon in the distance. Um, you can see that there is a lot more foliage and stuff around this area and so Falk you would definitely you would definitely guess that you're in the right area just based off of the fact that there hasn't been much foliage and now that uh, you're seeing this canyon there's a lot of it and so you're assuming that there must be water and so you guys kind of carefully bring the wagons down into the canyon and start to make your way along the along the side of this river. It's a little bit harder going just because the the carriage does kind of or cart I should say does kind of sink into the into the mud a, a little bit in a couple of spots. Um, but you guys are able to just grab some large branches to kind of wrench it out and and get moving back forward again and what is what is your plan? Do you want to lead them exactly to the cave? Do you want to split off from them and then wait to enter the like what's what's the plan at this point? I would suggest going to the mouth of the cave and then like being like, you know, kind of adios muchachos. So you guys uh you guys get to the mouth of the cave then and uh at this point uh everybody's just kind of filling up their canteens and watering their horses for a second while they're stopping and uh Mervin walks over to you guys and he says so uh do do you think that it it should be relatively safe the rest of the way well I mean you got like safety in numbers you got your uh bodyguards with you from the bank and uh you know the our uh friends the the thirsty boys there uh they seem to be doing a lot better um, you know, I, I think you guys could, can probably take care of yourselves the rest of the way. Right, 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 right. Okay. I, I'm, 
Right. Okay. Yes. Yes. Okay. And he, uh, he kind of strokes his beard a little bit and, and he seems very nervous and on edge. And you can imagine that there isn't much that you could say to him short of teleporting him directly to Kensington that would make him feel comfortable again. (laughs) And so (laughs) there's really not a whole lot that you can do for him at this point. And so they mount up and, uh, Trek kind of nods at you, Falk, before uh, everybody starts taking off. But there really isn't a whole lot of long, you know, tear-filled goodbyes or anything like that. Just them nodding and and saying their thank yous and and then heading out. I mean, I kind of wipe away one tear as as they go. <laughs> <laughs> and I also Fair say, uh, oh wait, make sure you 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 know drink some water now and and fill up all your canteens and shit because there's not going to be any more water um on the way to kensington if i remember correctly track nods at you and says all right and slugs down some water out of his canteen real quick and then jumps back off of his horse and refills it and everybody else does the same quickly they do have a rather large reservoir um, in the back of the cart, but it's still, it still isn't a bad idea just in case bad weather or something like that would show up. And if they did have to hole up or wait or anything of that nature, it'll definitely be a good idea to have as much water as humanly possible. Oh, yeah, and tell everybody to stay the hell out of Filmos Crossing. Right? Well, yeah, of course. We're... We're not going to recommend that people go there. It's, it's, it's dangerous. Well, that's, that's good. I'm glad we're on the same page. Bye. Ta-ta. And, uh... <laughs> Y'all take care. They spur their horses and start heading down the river. All right, Alivari. You ready to go into this thing? I, I gotta warn you, this, this guy's a little bit weird. Well, I, I've seen plenty of weird o- over the last few days, so it's all good. You know, if it all goes good, I mean, um, he likes shooting guns. We we could always do that with him, too, kind of kill the time on the way back. Well, I, I, I suppose if you really want to, but um, I, 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 I bet he likes music as well. Oh, I'm sure. In fact... Uh, Alivari is going to get out her fiddle and, like, start to play it as she walks in. <laughs> Do you know any songs about, like, um, uh, bald subjects? Uh, a bald... S- what? <laughs> <laughs> he, he, uh, he's very particular about his, um, his taste in men. Ah, so he... He prefers the bald man, is what you're telling me. Oh yeah, he was uh, infatuated with Tom. Well, it's hard to to believe anybody could be infatuated with Tom, but <laughs> all right. <laughs> Everyone's got their type. Ah, you know, I I ain't here to to look down on anybody for for what they like. So all the more power to him, I guess. So as we start to walk into the mouth of the cave, I go uh. Knock, knock. Nuisance. We're home. Come here, boy. And I, uh, pat my, um, knees. Why are you calling him like a dog? 
All of a sudden, this dog-faced creature that's covered in this coarse brown hair that has like almost a beaver tail um, attached to him and these long sort of almost bird-like claws starts to bound out um, and then it gets into the light and goes, ah, it burns, it burns, it burns. Oh shit, I forgot about that. Ah. And I walk in further to get out of the light. So one of the things that you notice about about the light, because you guys are here probably about midday again, and the light shines in along the left-hand wall and sort of in the middle of the entrance for quite, uh, quite a ways, actually, which is relatively surprising given the fact that this cave is in a, is in a canyon. But it seems to kind of go in for at least 30 feet or so. That is also very weird seeing that it's noon. Oh, that is you're right. It is noon. Um, so it uh it probably doesn't go in that far then. It probably only goes in like fifteen <laughs> feet or so. Okay. Um, but anyway, the the nuisance is has backed out of the light and is sort of rubbing his eyes and squinting, and you you notice that there is there are still all of the shelves of bones and all sorts of armor and different accoutrements just littered all over the floor of this area. And it appears as though there aren't any new corpses that you can tell, Falk. Um, but one of the things that you first notice, however, is that, so it, the way that you're facing coming in from the entrance of the cave, often the right far hand, uh, not really corner because this is more of like a circular room. It appears as though um, some sort of an entrance has opened up leading deeper into into this cave. Uh, I don't remember that being here the last time I was there. Or here. And I point to, uh, to it um, and I'm l- l- looking at Alivari when I uh, say that. The, the corpse is on the floor or... The, uh... Oh, no, the the entrance, uh... Oh! That room wasn't here the last time, uh, well, we were here. different. You don't usually have just random rooms opening up unless he's been mining. How long has it been since you met him? Oh, about, uh... What's it been, like, four days? Four or five. Probably wouldn't have been able to make a, a hole like that in four or five days. It looks like it goes back a little bit. So another thing that you notice about the this cave proper is there is a lot more writing scratched in um, into the walls. Like he's he's written that same thing over and over again. You would anticipate at least a dozen or so more times. And where this opening is, you can see that he started to write it sort of off to the left hand side of the opening. And then the writing stops where the uh, where there is no longer stone leading further into this cave. Hey, nuisance! Uh, what's with that opening over there? Mm, yes, um, oh, eh, mm, was scratching the parable created an opening. Mm, lots of shinies, lots of shinies, and he goes and uh, he grabs onto your hand, Falk. And starts tugging you over um, 
sort of to uh, one of his shelves that he has, and there are all sorts of these these small polished metal discs that he's stacked up and and sort of tried to put on display, but it's very kind of catawampus how these um, <laughs> things are displayed, and so it doesn't look that great, but it's definitely very odd. They kind of look like they kind of look like a mirror almost, but they look like a very low tech one. Like just somebody polished some metal until it was nice and almost mirrored surface. Yep. Correct. So are they flat and round? They are, yes. They're flat and round. Okay. Are they perfectly round? They are. And uh, how Ooh. many would there be stacked up here? Uh, there are 20 of them. Well, that's interesting. You like to polish metal? Oh, no! Well, me? Um, mm, <laughs> ah, mm, mm, mm. Are you trying to tune up for a song? Yes, yes. Nuisance will sing. Nuisance, nuisance. I am the nuisance. Oh, that's lovely. Would you like me to play for you? Hmm? Yes? And he looks at Falk kind of uh, with his head sideways like a dog would look at you when it's sort of confused. I'm just grinning ear to ear. Play my <laughs> fiddle for nuisance. Oh, and he dances around and happily claps and oh man, he loves it. And he actually sings... Choosy chosen, bring the chosen, I am the doll. Choosy chosen, bring the chosen, I am what? He literally does not sound like it was actual words. Okay. Gotcha. <laughs> uh, like, as they um, start playing after a few minutes, I start, like, picking up these discs and inspecting them, like, closely. You, so they are, they are about, uh, they're about a half an inch thick. They're about 10 inches in diameter, and they appear to be made out of silver. Like, they're right. definitely not as nice or mirrored as you would find with a modern mirror in Farport, but given how low-tech this is, there's still a fairly good reflection in it. Like, your face so, is only mildly distorted in it, Falk. Let's see, what's the biggest object in this, uh, in this room? Um, the biggest object would probably be either one of the kind of rough-shotten shelves that are in here that uh, the nuisance has built out of various sticks and planks and things. Okay, well, uh, instead of using one of those, I, I walk outside for a second and um, and grab Donnie by the reins and, and pull him inside the cave here, and I cast light on him. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> And then ah! I thought it was just sunlight that hurt him. Magical or magical light hurts him too? Basically think of think of the nuisance like a drow. Any bright light is going to be rough on him. Oh, oh sorry about that. Um here, and I, I just take a cloth and uh put it over his head. I'll tell you <laughs> what it's okay to get out from under there again. And um I, I start walking uh, Donnie around the uh, the chamber and looking for places in the cave walls that like these things might fit in. Okay, so 
First of all, as soon as you put the blanket over the nuisance's head, it starts going. <laughs> oh no, Alavari, we got a ghost in here. <laughs> and uh, he kind of claps his hands and gets uh, very excitable again and shakes in the way that you recall the nuisance does. And you start to lead Donnie around this, uh, the circumference of this cavern. As soon as you get near the entrance, you can see that there is a small metal bracket that uh, looks to be a, it looks almost like a plate holder. Like, you know, um, like your good china that your grandma has, she's got those those little brackets that you can set them in where it's got just like the two hooks that sit where the plate will sit into it. All right. And it's, but they're made out of metal and they look to be about the exact same size as these discs would be. Just a little bit bigger as though it looks like maybe they fit in. All right. And you said that was near the entrance? Near the uh, second entrance, the one that the nuisance opened. So the plate racks are on shelves or they're just like built into the wall so the wall is sort of carved out just enough to put this bracket in and then it's it's basically got just a little pedestal of stone gotcha i started to kind of uh investigate the pedestal to see about how many of the plates could fit in there so you think one plate uh would fit in there quite nicely one of the other things that you notice as you're sort of looking at it and do you touch it at all um yes i touch it with my bare hands it swivels oh okay <laughs> i bet you thought that it was gonna go a lot worse than <laughs> when i touch it i go ah! <laughs> folk are you okay and i just start laughing <laughs> You know, after after you touched that book and you went all a little bit crazy, uh, I, I I would think you'd be a little bit more careful touching things that you don't know about. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah, that was probably a bad move. How can you? Whatever. <laughs> so I place one of the plates in uh, the bracket and um, start swiveling it around. It moves freely and it... It appears that you can move it about 90 degrees either direction, like the wall is is too much in the way to move it really any further. But you can point it, uh, you can point it almost uh, directly at the entrance to the cave proper, if that makes sense. So right. to make this simpler, we're going to have, um, we're going to have, uh, Entrance one, which is the entrance that you walked in to, you know, come from the canyon. And then entrance two is to this new sort of cave system that uh, exists now. All right. And there's no other exits from there? Not uh, that you can see, no. It seems like this, uh, like entrance two, it seems like the cave goes down quite a ways from there, though. Okay. So it's a larger space. From entrance two. Yep. Okay. Well, uh, Hard wanted us to come here and look for uh, something. See what's down here. Yeah. Um, 
Uh, what else have you found in this uh, this new area of yours, nuisance? A door, a door, a big beautiful door. Oh, really? All right. How far down this cave will it be? Hmm. Um. Hmm. A walk, a walk, a walk, a walk. All right. Could you show us where this door is? Yes, yes, yes. And he. He, like, throws part of the blanket uh, back over his head so he can see again, and he grabs onto your hand and starts to bustle. He's not very fast, and so it's not like he's hard to keep up, and he's definitely not dragging you. But uh, he starts to bustle and shuffle down this cave. And, uh, Alivari, you notice that, uh, that after another, like, 20 feet, there's another bracket. Hmm. And... As you go another 20 feet, there's another bracket, and they're sort of alternating sides. So the first one um, at entrance two would have been on your right-hand side, and then the second one, left-hand side, and third one, right-hand side, and so on and so forth. And this continues at 20-foot increments um, until... Well, go ahead. You guys can talk first before I... Well, now that he pulled me in here, I, I can't see anything. We left Donnie back there in the, the main entrance. Uh, do you see anything in here? Uh, are, there's no torches or anything in here, Alex? It's oh, just darkness. Tief- tieflings don't, uh, don't have dark vision, do they? I do. I'm just asking for Falk's sake. There's nothing. No, there are definitely lit. no torches. Nope. Okay. Just making sure. Uh, Whale, um... That's too bad. Did did the nuisance grab both of our hands? No, just or yours. Just, just mine. Okay. Well, so Falk. Oh, hasn't I thought he grabbed in. mine. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah. Then uh, if that's the case, then I, I brought Donnie with me, and just holding up the rear with Donnie. Okay, so y- I'll say that okay. you're you're staying like a good forty feet back, just so you don't impede the nuisance's vision by too much, and uh, yeah. Alivari, he leads you down, and it. This, so this uh, this hallway is long. Okay. Like you guys, you guys go and for twenty foot in incre- at twenty foot increments for twenty of them. Sure. Uh, for twenty brackets, and then you get to a door, and this door is. About 10 feet tall. It's a good six feet wide. In the center of this door, there is a polished circular piece of obsidian. And under it, it just says in, uh, in common, bring forth the Eastern promise of renewal. Well, you probably can't read this. Um... It says, "Bring forth the eastern promise of renewal on this door." Oh, I can I can read it fine once I get up there, but I just didn't want Donnie to blind uh, nuisance. He might want to cover his head up so I can get up there. Ah, right. hey, nuisance, can you be a ghost again? Yes, 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 and he <laughs> he puts the blanket back over his head and starts to. Wiggle his arms around and make ghost noises. And, uh, Falk, you can come all the way up. Are you putting, uh, discs into the pedestals as you're moving? Um, 
I didn't say that I was doing that before, but I, I guess like we would have figured it out, and I would have just doubled back with Donnie and grabbed all the discs and started loading them up after it became okay. clear that that's what they were for. And so, yeah, you see, you see the same door that Alivari does, and uh, you see the obsidian disc in the center of it with the message under it. Ah, bring forth the East and promise of renewal. Um, that's a new one on me. What's in the East? We got... Farport. I mean, whale. I don't know that that's necessarily a promise of renewal, though. Oh, I mean, we just built a new bridge over the over the bay there. It's nice. But you're probably right. That, that would be a weird thing to make a door for in a cave. I, yeah, yeah. I don't think there's... <laughs> They're going to be talking about that new breach. Didn't they name that after President Superman? Yeah, I mean, there's been a lot of stuff going up with his name on it. I mean, that's kind of the... Fair. Kind of the thing lately. Everybody's talking about him, I guess. I mean, it's getting a little bit confusing because, I mean, like, uh, you know, the Superman bridge. I mean, which one? There's like seven of them now. Well, I mean... There's the Superman bridge, and then there's the Superman bridge, and then there's the Superman bridge. <laughs> you know? Which, by the way, uh, you know, lock your doors if you're going across the Superman bridge at night. <laughs> uh, I don't know what doors I can lock if I'm going across a bridge, but all right. <laughs> you know, your carriage doors and, and whatnot. You're implying I can afford a carriage. That's lovely. <laughs> so, um, but at east, east of promise. Well, I mean, the sun comes up in the east, right? What? Um... Yeah, that's that's true. I don't know. It just seems like it would have some sort of uh, like religious significance or something. You know, they're always making prom ah. I should call Tom. The chosen, the chosen, the juiciest of chosen. <laughs> uh, Wait. Tom, 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 it's Fop. Are you there? Chosen, 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 chosen. I'm a little busy right now. hardly the time. Nah, nah. Th this will be quick. I swear. It's just like a quick thing. It's like a riddle or something. Like I know you're good with those, or at least I, I think you are. You ever heard of an Eastern promise? It, it said like bring forth the Eastern promise of renewal, and I thought you know like all this religious stuff. Doesn't ring any bells. You don't have any context on that. And well, there's uh, these pedestals with you know like uh, round things around it, and and like shit on the floor, and oh um. Nuzid says hi. Uh, well, um, not really hi. He's just like all excited um, when I called you and started running around saying choosy chosen. You know the deal. <laughs> Tom? What the fuck was that? Tom? Tom? Uh, well, I don't think that's going anywhere. Uh, I think like something blew up, uh, you know. Maybe Tom just broke his communicator or something. He's done with talking to me. <laughs> well, he... He's done worse things, I suppose. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm thinking it probably has something to do with the, the sun, maybe. 
And these kind of things are a little bit uh, reflective. Ah, so you're saying like maybe beam the light in from outside and, and bounce them all off until it points at the door? They, maybe? Yeah, yeah, I think that could maybe work. But I don't know how we get light all the way into that first wall. Yeah, that's a uh, good question. It was only going in the cave mouth about like uh, 15 feet. We might need to wait till later. Well, and if it's coming from the east, we'll have to wait until morning. Oh, you're right. Because if it's coming from the west, it's going to be on the wrong side of the, the cavern. Uh, if only they had provided us with two more mirrors. That would have been handy. Oh. Make an insight check, both of you. <laughs> oh, uh, dirty 20. To seven. So, Falk, you can... You see that there... Um, that there are definitely some pieces of armor. You don't know if they would be quite reflective enough, but there, you know, there's definitely some stuff in here that you could possibly use to try and reflect the sun. You just don't know if uh, if it'll work. Like there's some pauldrons and a shield. All right. Well, I'm gonna try it. Um, I think if we, you know, shine this up real good, uh, it, it might be just reflective enough. I mean, these discs ah. aren't the, you know, aren't exactly the most reflective surface either. Would prestidigitation shine them? Yeah, absolutely. Well, uh, here, let me see that. And I'll take one of the shields and... Because <laughs> that's the sound of my prestidigitation, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> I will sing it into... Beautifulness. I mean, it's you definitely a lot sunshine, more reflective than it was. My only sunshine. <laughs> when you're not happy, my skies are gray. Well, look oh, at that's that. really it's working nice good. I wonder if Boris has a uh, type of armor like this. Maybe he'll have some use for it. Yeah, um, maybe. Yeah, I start walking uh, this piece um, out towards the cave entrance. Um, I'm going to guesstimate where the things need to be positioned to be able to reflect the light down here and adjust them accordingly. You can go ahead and make me a perception check. Do, do, do. 20. So when you're, um, when you're going out to the mouth of this cave, this would be as you're facing towards the canyon. On the mm -hmm. right-hand side of the, the cave entrance, you notice that there is just something a little bit off about the stone. Hmm. It just seems like it has some cracks and fissures to it that uh, they don't seem like normal wear and tear for, uh, for a cave, or at least the cave that you're in currently. Okay, um, this is the entrance? Yeah, and just... this is entrance one. And is it just like a patch, or is it like the whole face of it? It is about a six foot um, by about three foot, so about six foot tall, about three foot wide. Hmm, what do I have? Uh, I'm going to like take a, a, I don't know what I have, dagger maybe, and like kind of poke at it a little bit. 
it chips away relatively easily. Okay. Can I prestidigitation that? To see if it's just like dirty or something? Maybe something shiny is underneath? So you so basically the co- it would have to be the combination of pre- prestidigitation and your dagger. So like you remove a little bit and you uh-huh. can definitely tell that uh that there is a metal surface underneath this uh this rock which really okay. you're starting to think is more just like crusted sand than anything else. Uh I would say that it maybe takes you 10 minutes or so to fully clear it away. And you cast prestidigitation on it again. And you get it clean and relatively reflective again. But you see that there is a large crack kind of going down the center of it. And it's sort of been bowed outward just ever so slightly. Hmm. Well, Falk, it looks like there's a little bit of... Shiny stuff over here too. Where is Falk at this point? I'm I'm like trying to hang one of the um armor pieces like on the far sort of um wall of the canyon to reflect the western sun back towards the cave mouth to like Oh get so all you're like area. across the canyon from me. Yeah, I think Never so. Never mind. <laughs> Yeah, you say something, and I, I just kind of turn and do a thumbs up, and I'm like, yeah, great. <laughs> all right. Um, does this move at all? Is it just stationary? It appears to be stationary. Um, as After you cast Prestidigitation on it, however, it definitely illuminates quite brightly. Um, it's... Mm. Even with the sun not coming in that far, it definitely is... I would say that this area that you found is maybe 10 feet away from the mouth, so it's kind of within that 15 feet. Mm-hmm. But it definitely, it, but it's also sort of, it's shooting off just a little bit away, it, a little bit away from where, uh, where your other mirrors would be set up. So this is reflecting light into Nuisance's cave? Yes, towards entrance two, but not perfectly. Because it's broken. You would assume, yes. Um, I do not have mending, unfortunately. Damn it. <laughs> I have shatter, that's not going to help me. <laughs> Just save that for in case we get really frustrated. <laughs> if I push on it, does it, like buckle at all or bow in it does um why don't you go ahead and make me an athletics check oh it's a 19 so you take one hand on either side of this crack and you sort of push in and it doesn't take a ton of effort because it seems as though it kind of wants to be in that original position and as soon as you do that a beam of light shoots across the cave and hits one of the mirrors and you wait for maybe, I don't know, 10, 15 seconds or so and you start to hear grinding in the coming from entrance two. Okay. Is Falk close enough to cast message on? Yeah, why not? 
Hey, Falk, I, I think I figured it out. It sounds like the door's opening. Oh, really? After I climbed all the way up here and got this thing here and... Uh, fine, I'll be right down. I start to I'm climb down there. Falk was like holding the shield up and like trying to position himself and like reflect the sun. And he's just playing with this, you know, tiny little beam of light and trying to, you know, do everything in his power to. And then all of a sudden he gets that message and just looks so, just so defeated. Yeah. Like the last hour for me has been sweating up a storm and then also like vigorously cussing out every single little thing that hasn't gone my way. <laughs> but yeah, I, I begin to climb down and uh, and walk over there. Okay. I heard a grinding noise, but I, I, I think it'd be better if we all went together. Well, you and I. I don't know about that creature. <laughs> uh, just real quick, um, looking around the, like, all the areas where he's written that, that, um, that saying or whatever the is it the, the cross the river cross the stream thing yep but that was all in abyssal right so I couldn't read it yes correct. okay but it's, but it's do, all the same uh, characters so you would recognize it you know what I mean like you guys have right. it translated for you and then since this uh, you know thing that we've done with the light have any of those um, writings like started to look weird or anything nope Okay. Would I be able to read that? Is that close enough to Infernal? Um, why don't you... What kind of a check would we want to make that? I got a nat 20 plus whatever (laughs) you want to throw at me. Sure. Yeah, you can read it. That's fine. Okay. And what does it say exactly? It says, cross the river, cross the stream, from the abyss is born new fiends obscene. From the crossing, from the original, we cannot tarry, for the fire breathers will walk again. Well, that's quite the little poem you got scrawled all over these walls here, nuisance. Yes, yes, the parable, the parable. Ah, well, a parable normally teaches you something. Yes, yes, learn much, learn much. What did you learn from this one? Protect, must protect the writing. Yes, hmm. Protect this right? He kind of cocks his head at you like a dog and uh... Or like, is there other writing that you're protecting? No, only this, only this. Must protect, yes. I am the guardian. Choosy chosen, choosy chosen. Waiting for the one to make us happy, yes. The choosy chosen makes you happy? The choosy chosen makes you happy. <laughs> Makes me happy. Well, <laughs> I was certainly hoping to get happy back at the crossing house, but that didn't happen. Okay, so choosy chosen makes you happy. Guardian. So you're gar- you're guarding these words up here on the wall. Yes, yes, yes. So they're just in your head, then. Mm, the parable. Only the nuisance knows the parable. Is this all of it, or is there more? Uh, um... Hmm. Um. This is this is all we know. This is what we know. Yes, the parable. Can I roll insight? Sure. Twelve. You definitely, 
you definitely think that everything that the nuisance tells you is very honest and the truth the best at that he knows it. But you also think that that this creature doesn't really understand what it's doing or even necessarily what this uh, parable what means. this parable would be or what it means, yeah. Hmm. Well, looks like something that's real smart chose something real dumb to guard. I don't know what. Hmm. Well, can we really even infer that it was something real smart that chose him to, to guard it? Maybe it's real dumb, choosy, too. Chosen, 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 chosen. So it... Was the other one your cheesy chosen? The the bald one? Bald? Hmm? No hair on his head. Real shiny. Hmm! The chosen! The chosen! Hmm! Gave me his, gave me his head cover! Hmm! Shoosty shooter! Shoosty shoost! <laughs> so, do I, I look around, do I see his hat? His old hat? Or is it gone? Um, did, uh, I don't think Tom let him keep it. Yeah, I think he only let him wear it for a minute. Yeah, he had, he had lent him the hat for, for a few minutes and, and then me and Igmit walked in on this strange situation and met Nuisance for the first time while Tom was having this moment with him. It was, uh, it was up there in some of the weirdest positions I've caught Tom in, um, unawares. Well, it sounds like you should have left these two alone for a little bit longer. Uh, yeah, um, <laughs> I, I would honestly like to leave Tom alone for for quite a long time, to be honest. Um, so, uh, yeah, let's go and check out the store. Um, leave the chosen, leave him here. Nuisance will keep him company. We'll, we'll see if we can bring him back here. He's uh, busy elsewhere at the moment. Well, yes, after we yes, get this yes, figured yes, out, yes, Nuisance... Yes. We were thinking of having you come with us, and then you could see him. <gasps> yeah, doesn't that sound cool? We we would take you back to the crossing. Um, we talked to the people there. They're they're going to be um, not as mean to you like before because we warned them that we were going to bring you. But we need something really important from you. Um, would you be able to tell a demon if you saw one, even if they were in disguise? Hmm? He look, he cocks his head at you, um, like using your nose, and I point to to my nose and then to his nose. Um, if you are around the kind of people that that spoke this language, and I point at the the writings on the walls, if you are around people like that, could you smell them? Yes, yes, nuisance nose always knows. <laughs> Very good. Um, I, I reach into my pockets and get like a, like a piece of jerky out or something like that. And I toss it to him. He voraciously gobbles it up and he, he hasn't stopped shaking, like, like just shaking with joy. All of his muscles tensed up ever since you said that you were going to take him with it, with you. <laughs> yeah. There, there's plenty of more of those treats when you come with us. Um, but for right now, we're going to go check out this cave, okay? We'll be right back. Shoosty shoost! Shoosty shoost! Oh, yeah, we'll we'll make sure you get some, some uh, range time, too, at some point. We'll, we'll get a gun in those weird-looking hands of yours and... <laughs> 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 
All right, let's go check this thing out. And um, uh, as we start walking down the thing, like the the smile kind of um, drains away from my face, and I get kind of serious, and I do um, like unholster the um, Samantha, my uh, my revolver. All right. So you guys, you guys go down this cave, um, go down entrance two for quite a ways, and the mirrors are no longer lit up, but as soon as you get to where this door was, it is no longer blocking your path. It appears to have slid upwards, it would seem. Um, just, just given that the fact that you can see that there's a space up above you, um, where there are seams on either side of it. And when you walk in to this room, it's dimly lit, but there are no torches on the wall and you can't really see where the light is coming from. So, okay, we're gonna start and we're gonna move around going clockwise. So starting on your left, there is a bench with a bunch of like uh, flasks and, and just, Basically, it looks like a bunch of alchemy equipment. Like there's some copper tubing in a in a spiral going down, um, and just a bunch of just glassware and heating implements and tongs and things like that. Um, on the far wall, directly in front of you, there is more of a desk-looking uh, fixture instead of like a bench, and this one has a bunch of like papers and things like that but they're all they all look, appear to be made on vellum and not the modern you know tree paper that you guys would use today and so it's all animal skins uh, that you can uh, you know you can you could kind of tell that from a distance just from the look of it I guess that's fine I don't know <laughs> and then along the other wall, there is, a, along the right-hand wall, because we're moving around clockwise, there is a small bed, there is a chest at the foot of the bed, and there is um, a couple of, like, hooks and stuff, and it appears like there are, uh, like, these leather uh, aprons and gloves and things like that that are uh, hanging up on these hooks. Uh, it looks like a laboratory. Well, I ain't never been in a laboratory before. I, I've been in quite a few. Um, definitely a little bit different than my usual dealings with these things. Uh, I immediately go across the room over to the desk with the papers. Or the, the vellum, I should say. Um, and uh, before I start even attempting to read what's on them, does the... Uh, you said that it was like animal skins. Um... Can I roll to see, like, if I would think that they were, like, probably written on some human kind of skin? Well, that's morbid. <laughs> um, make me an investigation check, I guess. Another, uh, dirty 20. If you had to make a guess, you would say it's probably sheepskin. It looks like fairly standard vellum. I, I go, whew, and, uh, rub the, my forehead real quick. <laughs> I thought for sure these were gonna be human, uh, leather. Got kind of nervous there for a second. Why would they be human? It's a weird hidden laboratory in a weird cave with demonic writing everywhere. I mean, not to be offensive. 
<laughs> I kind of gesture, um, you know, towards her when I say that. <laughs> I ain't offended by a demonic writing. It's fine. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it is demonic writing. You're right. All right. So, um, I, I, is the writing on these papers uh, abyssal? It is not. Um, so it's actually a couple of different languages, uh, one of which you speak and read. All right. Um, and so you've got common, and then you have, uh, you actually have draconic okay. on a couple of these. So um, I, I start reading off, and, and I'm going through the common, and then um, I start reading off the draconic. Wait, 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 wait. You just said the whole thing about demon languages, and now you're speaking something that sounds worse than anything I can speak. Wait, what are you talking about? I'm speaking common here. Uh, no. Whatever you were just speaking wasn't common. Yeah, it's right here, plain as day. I go and look. What does drag draconic look like, Alex? Alex? I don't know where Alex came from. Tim? <laughs> Sorry, I'm back in uh, Beholder's Eye. I apologize. No, it's all good. That's actually the second time that you've done that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. I'm sorry. Tim. Oh, no, it's all good. Like, I'm not offended. Like, Alex is your normal DM. Like, it's not like it's a weird uh, mistake to make. You know what I mean? Plus, your name is P.T. Barnum. <laughs> yeah, half the time it does say Alex on his thing because one of his uh, characters that he plays is Alexi. Well, there you go. That's also part of my confusion. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Tim, for making it easy for me. <laughs> In my defense, the uh, other games that I do DM, well, actually, this one kind of as well, I am a little bit like a circus leader, let's be honest. Uh, Fair. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm like the acrobat that actually knows what the fuck she's doing and you get a bunch of clowns running around otherwise <laughs> I'm the bear on a tricycle going across the tightrope <laughs> <laughs> so Falk the um, a lot of these papers seem to be they seem to be, uh, it, the ones that are in common seem to be different recipes and stuff like that. Like, there are a list of all sorts of uh, ingredients that this person seemed to have been looking for and mixing together. And then some of them would be crossed out. And it looks like the majority of these are not perfected recipes, if you were to hazard a guess. Or at the very least, this is this was the the process of perfecting them, maybe. But the ones that are in Draconic, however, they are definitely spell scrolls. All right. Do they appear to be anything that I already know, or do they all look some like something new to me? So one of them is a scroll of Fireball. You know that. Um, the other two you do not recognize. All right. Can I attempt to, to learn them or um... make an arcana check? All right. Oh, it was bound to happen when I actually needed something good. So I only got a three and my arcana is five. So yeah, eight. You think that if you were to spend some time investigating this, like a, a significant amount of time, 
you're pretty positive that you could figure out what they are, but right now at a quick glance, it's not, uh, it's not something that you're, um, that you're comfortable trying to assess at this point. I, uh, roll them up and, uh, like place them in my bag. Then I'll, uh, continue kind of looking around. What are you doing, Alivari? Well, I don't know anything about the laboratory side, but I know my way around a bed. So <laughs> I will be looking at the bed and the chest on that side. Okay, so do you want to look inside of the chest then? I'm going to poke it first with my sword. <laughs> mm. It appears to be made out of wood. Okay, then I will open it. So inside there are a bunch of clothes and you're looking at them and they appear to be women's clothes. Not necessarily your size or anything like that, but uh, you would hazard a guess that you would hazard a guess that this alchemist or whoever was using this area must have been female. And mm -hmm. when you dig in further, you're a bard, so you would know what this is. You find a cittern, a which star? is no a cittern. A cittern. It's. It's basically like a cross between a mandolin and a lute. Oh, so like a sitar. <laughs> no, sitars are huge. Are you kidding me? And go ahead and make me an arcana check. That's a three. Well, you're pretty positive that it's magical, but you're having a lot of trouble telling what it actually does. Can I cast detect magic? Sure. Um, so it would be... Illusion, and transmutation, and conjuration. Illusion, transmutation, and conjuration? Damn. And evocation. What? I'm a little bit afraid to touch it now. Hey, uh, Falk. Yeah. I, I found this, this, uh, citron here. It's, uh, it's got all kinds of magic on it. There's... Uh, some evocation, some illusion. I can't quite tell what all it, it can do. Could you take a look at it? Uh, sure. Um, I touch it with my bare hands. <laughs> <laughs> so why don't you roll me an arcana check? Uh, that's another three. And, um, my arcana is... Me? Uh, five, so eight. You get the feeling that this thing might might allow you to use its magic, but you definitely have no idea what the fuck this thing does. Or is. Hmm. Anything? Uh, it, I, I... I can kind of feel the... you know, waves of energy coming off of it, but I mean, other than that, it, it can't make heads or tails out of it. Huh. Well, um... I suppose I could sit down with it for a minute. I also just looked up I, I just looked up Sitern and Sitar, and they look strikingly similar, by the way. Yes, they do. The Sitar is bigger, though. He's right. Yeah, it is bigger, but yeah, they do look... Shit. <laughs> you doubt our, our fearless DM? My name is Chris, and I have to be a douchebag, because Brian's not here to be a douchebag. <laughs> you knew Brian would totally be a douchebag about this, right? Oh, yeah, yeah dude. 130 fucking percent. <laughs> 
Tom, Tom, are you there? We got a question about a cintern. Uh, uh, he's still not answering. What? Well, uh, I don't know why you ask him. Anyway, I would like to sit down and try to play it. It sounds wonderful, especially you didn't even have to tune it. This thing has been sitting in that chest for Ernie knows how long and is still perfectly in tune. Well, this here is a miracle instrument. Normally, if you get something with strings on it, it takes half an hour to tune before it sounds this good. Yeah, that's awesome, especially if it has, what is that, 11 strings? (laughs) Or 9 strings. Does anything happen in the room when she starts playing? Nope. All right, well, uh... Pluck out green sleeves. (laughs) Oh, nice. (laughs) It sounds beautiful, um... The more you sit with this thing, it almost seems like it wants to tell you its secrets, but it's very slow in plotting in the way that it does it. And you almost feel like if you were to sit with this thing for a decent period of time that you might start to figure out what it does and what it is. Hmm. Well, while you go read, I'll I'll just sit here and keep... uh trying to figure this out all right uh, before i start like going through those spells again and and like other sorts of papers in the desk and stuff i want to go over to the actual alchemy equipment like the flasks and stuff and um it, is there anything over in this area that i recognize um does falk know much about alchemy i mean he would know like the stuff that sort of um like intermingles with like his knowledge on um you know engineering and stuff like that tinkering and stuff so why don't you go ahead and roll me a tinker roll then tinker roll so two plus three so and then plus uh (laughs) 17 so uh that'd be a 22 um yeah you definitely recognize a lot of these things um You haven't spent much time trying to brew potions or anything of that nature, but you definitely think that this equipment could allow you to do that. All right. Does it look like there's any potions that are already brewed, like maybe like a health potion or something? So there are, um, there are a few, uh, like cabinets sort of below this, uh, this bench. And underneath, there are a few different potions. Um, There is a green one, a blue one, two red ones, and a black one. Alivari, I'm so tempted to drink this right now. I hold it up. (laughs) You want to drink a random black liquid you've never seen before? Do you know what it does? I have no idea, but it's, it's calling to me. What does it smell like? Awful. It smells like rotten eggs. Smells like uh, licorice. I love licorice. But uh, considering where we are in the funky writing that you saw, uh, well, I guess you called it common. It ain't common. And a magical citron? I don't know. I'd go drinking that without at least trying to figure out what it does first. 
I start to lift it up towards my mouth, um, and after I uncork it, and I kind of glance down at um, at my revolver. Is it doing anything? Um, hold on. What does your revolver do again? It's a sign of my patron. Ah. Uh. Or a symbol of it. High or low? High. It glows faintly red, but only to you, Alivari. You definitely see nothing. Okay. Ah, yeah, I thought so. Uh, I put the cork back on and um, put it back in, in the shelf there. And actually, why don't you go ahead and make me a history check? Natural 20. So one of those recipes you remember seeing belladonna and wolfsbane and all sorts of very, very toxic um, ingredients. Arsenic and cyanide. (laughs) Oh, yeah, dude. Just like all of the worst fucking shit. Like there's asbestos in there, like fucking lead. Mercury. Code Red Mountain Dew. (laughs) (laughs) Dr. Pepper. Uh oh. So uh, I'll definitely. I'm gonna keep all the other um, flasks with me, but I will leave that black one behind. Okay. I don't want to be tempted by that thing. Well, I can take that one. All right, here you go, and I toss it across the room. What? Ah! Falk, you gotta warn me before you throw dangerous items at me. Yeah, that's why I said, okay, here you go. (laughs) (laughs) That doesn't indicate you're about to throw it at me. Uh, Hey, you caught it. Let's let's just move past this, all right? Let's not dwell on it. So do you... uh, I'm going to take some of the clothing and wrap it around just in case. So uh, when she um, gets the the clothing out and stuff, I, I go over there and... I like just kind of eyeball it and kind of try to figure out the exact length of the inside of like the the sleeve length, basically. What? He's trying to figure <laughs> out how big this person is. Yes. But human-sized, um, you would you would think a standard human woman, maybe an elf. Basically, what I'm trying to do is like kind of get a, a visual like memory of how long this arm is. So that if I see somebody in town that would like that would roughly fit in this dress, then um, you know I would have kind of a clue. So one of the things about the stuff that is in here, especially the alchemy equipment, you don't think that it is new. All right, I still am suspicious of everybody. In no, that's fair. I'm just letting you know that you would hazard a guess that this stuff is at least a couple hundred years old. Okay. That doesn't mean that somebody wasn't using it recently, but still. Does it has it looked really dirty in here? Like it's been abandoned no. for a long time? It's like there's a little bit of dust on everything, but it's really not that bad. It doesn't seem like there's a whole lot of it doesn't seem like there's a whole lot of moving air to really do more than the original dust that would have settled from, you know, human skin and particles and whatnot and you know, every since everything stopped moving around in this uh, in this room, it uh, it's basically just kind of settled, and so the dust is a pretty hard uh, thing to get an assessment as to how long 
because it's not been any movement. Got it. So when I was looking through that desk in the papers and stuff, was there anything other than just the, the spell recipes? Well, there were alchemy recipes, and then there were the spell scrolls. Oh, okay. But no, like, sort of manifesto of whoever lived here or anything like that? No, that seems like that would have been long and tedious to write. Okay. <laughs> Fair enough. So, um, um, so all that was in the trunk is just the clothing and the instrument? There's nothing else? Yeah, correct. Okay. And the clothing's too small for me, I assume? And or lacking a hole for my tail? Mostly that. I mean, you could... Like, the dresses <laughs> you could probably wear. Um, it might be a little bit uncomfortable, but... Not too bad if you wanted them. Is there anything pretty? Yeah, sure. I mean, like, uh, you know, it's definitely, it's definitely an older fashion, and the, the stitching seems to be hand done, as opposed to some of the really nice machine sewed stuff that, uh, that you guys wear now. But other than that, I mean, yeah, there's some. Some of these dresses are are fairly nice. Um, Especially considering the fact that you think that they're kind of old, the fact that they're brightly colored and and just in general kind of uh, kind of interesting and fun is uh, is definitely interesting. Well, these clothes are a bit out of fashion, but um, it it seems though they they from before we had these uh, machine made things so. Whoever was here was here a long time ago. Yeah, I think this is uh, some pretty old hardware here, too. Uh, probably a couple hundred years. So either this is someone who's living a long time, or considering Nuisance has been living here, I'm going to say they probably aren't around anymore. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Unless they got, uh, you know, sucked into that instrument of something hmm did, did you pick up that kind of magic oh no but uh it just something creeps me out about finding an old place like this and you know there's some powerful stuff in here that that alchemy the the spells um you know something's going on with that you know what spell you picked up there oh i just picked up some spells in in, in with those papers oh well that could be handy Hopefully. Well, uh, Hard only wanted to know what we'd found, so I guess we, we found something. Wait, who was that? Hard Wyatt? Oh, yeah. I, I forgot he goes by that sometimes. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he wanted this stuff, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. Okay, That's so, yeah, I like... the black one. <laughs> yeah, I, I start gathering up everything um, that I can fit. Um... <laughs> You you forgot that we made a deal, didn't you? <laughs> I whistled to Donnie, and I'm like, Donnie, get down here. And I load everything up into his uh, saddlebags. Yeah, absolutely. It uh, There isn't a ton of stuff. Like, uh, like I said, there's those potions that you found. There's the papers. Um, are you taking all of the alchemy equipment, too? As much as I can fit on the, on the donkey. I was about to say you're gonna need uh, you're gonna need Winnie to help you too if you plan on taking all of it. How are we gonna get back to uh, Fillmore's Crossing if we got all of our mounts tied down with all this stuff? Well, I mean, just how we got here. I mean, they'll be a little bit encumbered, but I think they can make it. 
we'll be traveling at night too, so the heat won't be getting to them. Because, uh, you know, our, our friend here can't travel during the day. And we'll probably have to camp on the, on the way back too. Oh, that's right. Well, alright. Uh, is there enough, like, would I look at this and think that we can also ride on the, on the horses? Or horse and donkey, whatever. Yeah, I think that, uh, I think that you you would know that you're definitely going to move a little bit slower, just considering the amount of burden that you'd be putting on these creatures. <coughs> Ex- excuse me, especially considering the fact that the nuisance will have to ride with one of you. Mm, right. Yeah. Well, all right. Um, whatever we need. I guess if we're going to take it all back, we're going to take it all back. And I'd, would right. Winnie actually fit down here? Yeah, I think that it's a little bit uh it's a little bit tough going um for her to turn around okay. in the in this room, but it's not anything that you guys can't manage. Okay. Cool. And so yeah, you guys get all your stuff loaded up and uh what do you guys want to do while you're waiting for the evening to take off with the nuisance then? Um Fashion montages with all those dresses. <laughs> <laughs> Alivari keeps on popping out with a different dress, and then like Falk will give his input or whatever, like you know, the the hand wave thing, like eh, and then like you know when she finally finds finds the right one, the double thumbs up and the you know big supportive smile. I'm walking on sunshine. Yep, exactly. Oh, <laughs> and don't it feel good? Hey. All right now. Because <laughs> obviously that's the only song that you can montage to. I'm pretty sure there's a law. Yes. <laughs> and then at, at one point, Falk like, it goes in and tries on one just so that I can see what it looks like from behind. <laughs> uh, it's, got a, it's got a pretty big bustle to it. But other than that, like it's, it looks pretty good. <laughs> for whatever reason when I come out like that like uh Nuisance has like some uh eyeglasses on that he picked off of one of the dead bodies and then he drops them down low when he sees me like down below his eyes so do you guys have anything productive that you would like to do while you're waiting for uh, Nightfall absolutely not um, I assume I can attune in that time, maybe? Yeah, absolutely, 100%. Okay, so what do I figure out about this situation? All right, so it eventually whispers its name to you, and Ooh. you understand that this is one of the instruments of the bards, and you've probably heard songs about these instruments and how they're... They're these very special instruments that were created specifically and could only be used properly by bards. And and as a matter of fact, you think that it might be dangerous for anybody else to try and use them at all. Like, even if they're not trying to use the magic. And this is the Mac Firmid Citern, which allows you to invoke the following spells once each day. Okay. Fly. Okay. Invisibility. Ooh. Okay. Levitate. Yeah. Awesome. Protection from good and evil. Or from evil and good. Sorry. How dare you? 
I, how dare they change the fucking spell name on me. Good and evil flows better, but anyway. Right. Um, bark skin. I can do one of each of these per day. Correct. Whoa. That's OP. No kidding. Cure wounds. Fuck, dude. I thought the list was done. That's amazing. And then one more. Fog cloud. Gotta have my vape. (laughs) That's what every time I see fog cloud, that's all I think of now. (laughs) Cast fog hat. (laughs) Does it make more sense as to why you saw all those different types of magics? Yes. 100%. Now, mind you, all of these take an action, so you know what I mean? Like, it, it would be the same as you right. casting that, so, like, you know, it's it's cool, but it's not, like, super, super duper overpowered, especially considering y'all's levels. Fair. So, during this time, can I be looking over those uh, scrolls and see if I can make any heads or tails out of either of those other spells? Whoa, you want to do something productive? I mean, I don't really want to. I, I just kind of feel like I have to at this point. I'm That's just sitting fair. there, like, playing my my new toy, so, yeah. Otherwise, you're sitting there with, with um, Nuisance. Yeah, right. I'm, I'm so, reading this um, stuff to Nuisance as I'm trying to figure him out, too. One of these scrolls, it takes you... It takes you a little while to figure out exactly what it is. It's definitely divination magic of some sort and the other one is easy um the other one is is just uh dimension door all right and i assume i was right that you didn't have that spell correct no i didn't okay good so basically this thing outlines a ritual falk that you can you can set up and you draw this pattern on the ground in chalk. And if you spend 10 minutes casting this spell, it would summon a creature from a different plane for up to a minute. And it is trapped there to do your bidding. It doesn't, it cannot move outside of the circle that you draw, but it can definitely answer questions from what, uh, from what you can gather from looking at this. All right. Falk, I think I figured it out. <laughs> and I'm playing and I start to levitate. <laughs> Look at what this thing can do. Isn't this amazing? Whoa, that is awesome. And then I cast levitate and I um, kind of snap <laughs> the fingers on my gauntlet and start flying too. And then, um, <laughs> and then, uh, oh, what's it <laughs> called? Um, <laughs> And then Harry Belafonte. The song from the end of uh, yeah, the Bel- Belafonte. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jump in the line, rock your body in time. Okay. Oh man, we have a lot of fun with this podcast. The month that this releases is Spooktober, and if you haven't already checked out the other things we've got going on with our pod for the month you should definitely jump on that. We have a Savage Worlds one-shot GM'd by Chris. It's called The Hoser of Lake Nipissing, and it's basically the story of three new ghost exterminators investigating a mystery in Canada. We've received high praise so far from people who have listened to it, so definitely go check that one out. The first episode is available now, with part two releasing next week on Halloween. 
For those who have strong constitutions and can handle gritty horror thrillers, there's a 20-minute part one episode of an audio drama I made that takes place in Farport. It's much darker and heavier than anything we've ever released, and it's not designed for casual listeners, so proceed with a lot of caution on that one. Mature audiences only. Part two of that will release this coming Sunday. If you've been enjoying Fillmore's Crossing, we would be grateful to receive a review on Apple Podcasts, Podbean, or wherever you listen. It would also be a great help if you would pledge a dollar or two at patreon.com slash lcpdnd. The more income we generate there, the more time and energy we can put into creating content. You can also represent the show by buying merch at sonerdware.com slash lcp. Use the promo code lcp at checkout for 10% off your entire purchase. I also like to mention that you can play TTRPGs with us. We have weekly D&D games and sometimes other RPGs that go on in our Discord. Not to mention we have a community of great friends, lots of peener jokes, great artwork, and terrible memes. It's also a way for you to discuss the show with us and share your thoughts and theories. Find the Discord link in this episode description or on our Twitter, or find it at lcpdnd.com. And that's all for now. Happy Spooktober, everyone, and thanks for listening. The phone call that I just received, it was about a call. Unfortunately, it's not in New York. You will be going to uh, Ontario, Canada. He'll, like, take a super dangerous uh, exit, like, <laughs> like last minute, just squealing across the uh, hash marks. And I think he probably hits just a little bit of one of those uh, yellow barrels with all the water in them. <laughs> <laughs> this is all kind of weird. Like, you know, they said it was the hoser. I mean, your dad did call us. I'm just saying. The hoser? <laughs> Yeah, I'd never heard of it. Like, you know, I, I grew up in California. There is a creature of folklore <laughs> called the Hoser near Lake Nipissing. You've heard of it? No, I am just so incredibly shocked right now. Listen to the Hoser of Lake Nipissing by searching LCPDND on your favorite podcast service. If you're a fan of actual play podcasts and audio drama podcasts, then you're going to love Beholder's Eye. We're an epic fantasy adventure that starts where the story begins. We don't make you wade through six backstory episodes about characters you don't know or care about. We start with violence, the way God intended a D&D podcast to begin. If you're looking for a good character-driven podcast with bloodshed, dumb decisions, dark lords, political backstabbing, demons, and all the other trappings that make epic fantasy exciting, then subscribe to Beholder's Eye. Just look for the big green eye. I'm here to make you an offer that you can't refuse. Cosa Nostra is a tabletop RPG where you get to be the bad guy. Join the mob, commit crimes, earn respect. You can find a link to our Discord at KosaTTRPG. That is at K-O-S-A-T-T-R-P-G on Twitter. See you there. Bruce.